Jeremy is Conrad. You are quite level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about his comic, The Observatory, we welcome Laszlo Tomashvi. Laszlo, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. We have an awesome episode planned yeah, we today. Uh, we have a lot of good conversation ahead of us. Uh, first, in the Retro Roundtable, we're going to be talking about discontinued like toys, foods, businesses, customs, things from our past that don't exist anymore that we The gears have been turning all day for this mm-hmm. one. I'm yeah. ready to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I've got some things on my list I, uh, I cannot wait to talk about. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be turning our attention over to Laszlo and talking about the Observatory uh, from Caliber Comics. I'm really excited to talk about that. Yeah. Very interesting project there. Then after that, we're going to be welcoming to the show the creator of the Netflix original series, The Toys That Made Us, and the upcoming show on the CW, Discontinued. We welcome Brian Volkweiss back to the show to talk about that uh, show. I'm, I'm super excited to talk to you. <laughs> Are you still no, no, laughing? Do I fuck up? <laughs> no, it's just... He said, like, uh, he's here to talk about his show, and he'll be on to talk about that show. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a little bit. I noticed that. I didn't want to, God damn know, it, stop you up, though. <laughs> it just didn't seem right. Brian's going to be here. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but before we do all that, Jake. I hope you guys like what we do, because we like what we do. And uh, if it's got any kind of lasting impact on you, it would sure mean a lot to us. If you checked us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On uh, Facebook and Twitter, we are at CannedAirPod. And on Instagram, we are at Canned underscore Air. And if you can head to those places and like and share and retweet and comment, do all those fantastic things, not only does it help get the word out, it helps me feel better each night when I put these things out to the world and somebody thinks they're cool. So... By all means, check it out there, and if you really, really like what we do, Patreon. It's the thing that's keeping us afloat, and we've got some phenomenal members right now that have... Well, we just recorded a tribute video to those people, mm-hmm. in fact, but I tell yeah, you what, did. plenty of room for more, and it yeah. is much appreciated, no matter what you can contribute, how, how tall or how small. And uh, if you can hit that $5 mark, you have access to the Founders Club Patreon-exclusive podcast, which is a hell of a lot of fun. I like you. You get to see where the contributions go to. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And I just like how uh, how relaxed that show is yeah. too. Yeah. It's not nearly as structured as this one. So <laughs> if you can imagine that, oh boy, <laughs> strip away the professionalism, right? <laughs> And uh, don't forget to check out our other series, What If, that's uh, currently available. Uh, we're on, what, uh, Twitter at What If Series. You can go to whatifpod.com and check us out there. We're on iTunes, all the players that be. It's a lot of fun, yeah. uh, this show so far, and we hope you guys are enjoying it. So check it out. Let us know. And um, I think that's going to do I think it. so. Let's mm-hmm. kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. All right, guys, discontinued toys, foods, businesses, customs, whatever they may be. Where do we start? May I go first? Sure. Okay. Pepsi Blue. Who remembers it? I don't remember that. I saw that when I was looking at stuff, and I 
don't you remember, don't remember it all. Pepsi no. Blue, Jeremy? No, no. How long ago was it? Well, I was in my teens, early teens. I may have even been like, like twelve Pepsi, or thirteen. Man. I don't like yeah. last thing. I I like Pepsi. I like Coke as a mixer. I prefer to drink Pepsi on its own. Right, and Pepsi Blue was like blue raspberry Pepsi. I mean, I, it was. I loved. Sounds horrible. Well, that was everyone's reaction to it. That's why it's fucking gone. But I loved it. I love blue raspberry thing. I like that sharp, artificial blue raspberry mm-hmm. taste. Oh, yeah. And I like Pepsi. So I got a bottle, right? Brought it home, took a sip, and I was like, "Hey, this is my new addiction. Cannot wait. I'm going to save the rest for later. Put it in the fridge." My dad comes home from work. He's like, "Oh, Pepsi Blue." Shuts down the bottle. Like, the next week, it's discontinued. I only oh, ever got one wow. sip. A single sip. And I haven't let him live it down ever since. That was, like, 12, 13 years ago. And no. Just get searching on eBay. You might find <sighs> Dude, I don't know. I've seen videos of people drinking original Crystal Pepsi and then turning themselves inside <laughs> out after. I, I can't do it. And they yeah. brought that one back. So yeah, maybe they, they did. could do the blue. I tell you what, back, though. Mountain but... Dew Voltage is a close second. <laughs> You know, whenever yeah. I wanted the taste of Pepsi, I would just open a Coke, dump a quarter of it out, and just run water into the can. You know, it's just... I know what your vendetta same. against Pepsi It's so sweet. Uh, I don't... I can't... I think it pairs better with pizza. Tell me that's not the trashiest thing I've said. Uh, if if it's a sure. Pepsi product, it's Mountain Dew for me. Other than Fair that, enough. Coca-Cola. All right. All right. To each their own. Yeah. I guess so. All right. <laughs> I <don't> disagree. <laughs> what about you, Laszlo? I've never heard of the Pepsi Blue, if that helps. But uh, have you guys been to the Coke factory in Atlanta? No. No, I would love to go, though. No, nice. it's one of those. I don't know if they have discontinued Coke products, but there's an entire room with uh, sampler stations from all continents. And you can just go around and try all these different Coke products. And it's the single most fun stomach-turning experience you <laughs> ever have, dude. I know exactly. They've got the same thing in Vegas, the little Coke exhibit area. Okay. That's the best. I do that every time I visit. There is some bizarre stuff out there. Every time I say how much I like Coke, I cringe a little bit because you know there was a time <laughs> I used to work on cars, and um, whenever you have a battery that had uh, like corroded terminals. You know what you would use to uh, take the corrosion off those terminals? Some Coca-Cola just eats it right away. And what do they say if you drop a nail into a cup of Coca-Cola and leave it for, what, three days? It'll eat eat the nail completely away. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And you drink that stuff. Take that, body. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like you anyway. Oh, man. Yeah, one of the standouts from that international tasting thing they do, there's there's a raspberry and blackcurrant soda called Vimto. That I, I, it's Middle Middle or Southern Eastern, Middle Asian maybe, but oh god, it's the best thing in the world. Right. Yeah, you can only find it like international shops around here, but oh dude, I could live on that stuff. <sighs> yeah, I tend not to stray away from my classic. Once I true classic never goes. You've got no out. sense of adventure. That's fine. I respect that. <laughs> you like to live comfortably. No, don't fix it if it's not broken. Oh, I see. That's okay. what. That's what I, right. I see. It. Two sides of the same. <laughs> All right, well, uh, one here on my list. I have uh, Showbiz Pizza Place. Mm. Never went there. Always went to Chuck E. Cheese. They were one and the same, though. Were they? Yeah, like Showbiz Pizza was bought out by Chuck E. Cheese, and then Showbiz became Chuck E. Cheese. So before mm. that, it was Showbiz. You don't remember the Billy Bob, the Bear, and the Gorilla? And the... I remember them, but I think when we we went, they were two separate things still. 
Laszlo, have you ever uh, ex- experienced Showbiz Pizza Place? Uh, no, I can't say I have. So it's the same, obviously, concept as Chuck E. Cheese, where you have the great big animatronic band, you know, banging out uh, what uh, Beatles songs yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But um, mechanical rat child casino. I never know if that's real. Like I only saw that on like YouTube, the creepy animatronic band. It oh, looks it's like real, something. My friend. Yeah, it's that's not just uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, um, <laughs> there is a documentary you should watch. I just think it's called The Rockafire Explosion because that was the name of the band that w- that played in those restaurants, and uh, it's it's a whole documentary about the hit how you know, the rise to fame of showbiz pizza place. And then how just like overnight, these characters and everything were shut down for, you know, remarketing for, as Chuck E. Cheese. But, um, they were very real last law. Let me assure you that and like, um, <laughs> too real. In they, fact, and it's what lends, um, fuel to the five nights at Freddy's kind oh, of yeah. Yeah. genre because it's such an intrinsically creepy thing, especially when you peek behind the curtain and there they are. Oh my God. Dead-eyed. That oh, was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. When I was a child, you know, I enjoyed going there, but sure. I did not want to sit anywhere close yeah. to the stage. Mm-mm. And, um, I rem- uh, Brooke always tells me about a time when she went, when she was a child and it, they went for her birthday, they had a birthday party and, uh, the, the Billy Bob bear off to the side, he had his own little stage, his curtain would open and they'd say, can the birthday boy or girl come up here to the stage? And you'd go stand next to him as they banged out happy birthday. And I guess she went up there and this bear swung over and no. popped her in the face oh, with this geez. big metal claw. <laughs> and, happy birthday. And as the bear's smiling close. and singing happy birthday, she's in fucking tears. <laughs> oh, Paul, I would pay so much money to see that happen. <laughs> played on a loop at every screen of the house. Like, yes, good. Sustain me. But, yeah, I mean, there were times you would go up to, uh, as you got a little older, you got curious. What yeah. happens when the curtain shut? And you open the curtain, you just see them lifeless, their eyes open, just oh, hanging dude, there. The worst. Oh, that's the shit nightmares are made mm-hmm. of. Very real, Laszlo. Very real. <laughs> Jack, what about you? Surge. Oh, oh even wow! It's still kind of around. It's hard to find. Though. Yeah, you can find it every once in a while. God, Surge. When you do. Yeah, that was Coke's version of like Mountain Dew, right? Kind of. I think it, it was, was like Coke. a citric, yeah, actually citrus Coke, yeah. uh, energy drink. It's kind of better thing. than Mountain Dew. Who had Mellow Yellow? Was Mellow Yellow a Coke product? I don't know. Was that Pepsi? I think that's RC. I don't know. I'll have to investigate that. But I know at Burger King, because they have the the 10 million pop flavors in one machine. <laughs> oh, those. They've had surge in horrible. there. Where you get something that's like a crude facsimile of soda. And yeah. <laughs> barely tastes like it. That like was cool. good stuff, though. I enjoyed yeah, Surge. I really enjoyed Surge. It was so dark green. It was yeah. crazy. Oh, like you intense. get the green plastic bottle and you think, oh, yeah, it's like Mountain Dew. <laughs> you pour it out and it's even darker green. You, you know, good piss God. in the dark and illuminate the bathroom. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I liked that was similar with Sundrop? Did Never heard of that. That? You know, no. that sounds like the Kmart version. It's possible. I, I know it had a really obnoxious <laughs> ad campaign, but it was Surge-like, maybe a little more on the lemon-lime spectrum. That was good stuff, though. No one else liked it. It's one of those drinks that I got to have a lot of because no one else was buying it. <laughs> then they discontinued it. So. <laughs> oh, man. Laszlo, uh, are there any discontinued toys, foods, businesses, customs that you uh, you remember? 
I'm not sure. Like I'm in a weird position because I I grew up in Hungary, and oh, I came I to the States when I was 19. So in 2001, so it was like a a very specific like line where all of my like previous life was cut. So sure, uh, I don't really like. I'm not really sure what's still around. I remember like uh, when you emailed me. Like uh, the closest thing I could think of. It's not really a product, but it's like a business model that's not around anymore. I remember from my childhood just sitting in front of actual music television. Like I was a teenager in the 90s, mid-90s, and I was glued to that thing. Like I was just watching nothing but MTV all day. Even things I hated, I just watched music videos all day. I don't know if I I would still watch it. Probably not, but it would be cool if it still existed, you know? Yeah, that was the thing to watch. I Mm -hmm. think you'd have one if, um, you know, you were doing something else maybe, just to kind of hear in the background if you're not uh, full on watching it. But, oh, man, I totally agree with you, and that never even occurred to me. Uh -uh. Um, Some of my first apartments, it was always, like, music videos on TV with the volume down. And then blast in the regular music. Yeah. So you best of both worlds, pretty much. Why not? And you know, when MTV failed, you know, to uh, keep delivering that, and they went to like the Teen Moms and shows like that yeah. and shit, yeah. you know, then you had um, like VH1 come yeah, along. Right? Yeah, okay, well, VH1's here trying to, to hold the torch <laughs> to uh, continue what MTV stopped doing. And then obviously they start going down that same yeah. route. And then, well, well, here comes VH1 classics. <laughs> you know, we're going to do what VH1 stopped doing. And then, you know, inevitably they all crumble. Yeah, and I think one someone was would notice. Fuse or something like that for a little while oh, in the 2000s. Yeah, I remember that, one, that. that was a big one. And then. Po- po- Palladia? Palladia, yes. That one's a good one because that's a really live good one. stuff. Cool. I watch that and uh, Axis quite a bit because Axis plays a lot of music related stuff too. Mm. Um, not music videos per se, but like Dan Rather interviews a lot of these big rock stars. Uh, a lot of these like classic album shows are on live concerts, stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. But um, I, I remember like at certain points trying to get up early at a certain point just to check you know get the tail end of the overnight block of music videos on loops because that was the only way to check them out Mm -hmm. and i remember um on mtv in the uh late 90s early 2000s they used to do on saturday nights from 9 to 10 or 10 to 11 headbangers ball oh yeah Remember that? that yeah, was, and they tried bringing it back, but it was never the same. No, you can't no, capture that wasn't. same like cultural magic yeah. twice in a row. <clears throat> I loved that show, and I bought all the soundtracks that they uh, ended up putting out. They were good. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Missed that kind of stuff. That was a good pick. I gotta say, yeah, it Laszlo, was. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. That was a great pick. Jake, we're back to you. You know, in that same vein, I had some other stuff I wanted to talk about, but that just opened up the whole world to me. This seemed like short-lived to me. And I remember I didn't get to experience it much because at this time in my life, I was really embarrassed about the things that I liked, like video games and painting models and shit. I didn't like talking about it. I thought, like, well, everyone's going to think I'm a nerd. Well, here I am, you know. But uh, you guys remember G4? Yes, the video game channel. Shit channel. Yes. Great channel. It, I mean, 
ultimately it was, it was garbage. But I watched the holy hell out of it. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing else like it at the time. Mm-hmm. This was before, you know, YouTube. Just like was video just, game competitions. And there like were competitions, and... run-throughs, trailers, reviews. They had some. <laughs> I remember G4. Yeah. yeah. There was this bizarre show where they were, like, dubbing over the lines of characters in EverQuest and, like, Anarchy oh Online God. and yeah, shit. Yeah, I remember that. that. best. Dude. Like Red versus Blue with Halo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in that same vein. And, oh, those were good times. I mean, if I tried to go back and watch some of that stuff, I'm sure it would be a real cringe fest. But oh, those were those were cool. <laughs> those were cool. Hmm. And it's just like... It like new shows and yeah, stuff. And new yeah, stuff but there, there's no way that could support itself now. No. We've got so much easy access to all this shit. It doesn't matter. It shows up on your phone in the morning, first thing. Yeah. yeah. When that stuff first started coming around, I remember, like, tuning into certain episodes to get certain pointers and stuff on oh, certain yeah, games dude. and shit. And, like... Now it's as like, the place to go. You know, I it didn't occur to me till late, long after the internet had been around. Like, wait, I can get codes on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, G four started showing what cheaters, and then cops yep. was on, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> pfft, that's yeah. all it takes. One reality TV show, yeah, and exactly. the infection spreads. That has nothing to do with the basis of the channel, and it was originally intended. Yep. All right, here's something that um, was awesome back in the day and then just disappeared. The company didn't, just it's a, it's one of its products. And I think within the past three years, there was a, a like a three-month, four-month block that they came back for a short time, and boy, did I stock up while they did. Ecto-coolers. I knew that's where you were going. I missed my shot. I, I never got to yeah, try it. I never got no. back. No. I drank so many of them, I think that I'm ready... You know, I, I'm good waiting however many years it takes to, for them to come back because... Uh, I think you gave me one when you got one of the Yeah, the flats I did. I thought, actually, we all did have them on the show. I brought in... Um, I, we all had one on the show, I thought. I don't think Jake was here yet. I think mm-hmm. that was Jeff Maybe was Jeff? Here, yeah. Man. Times they are changing. Indeed. Yeah, that stuff was delicious. I remember. Yeah, very citrusy. Just... Green, for strangely important yeah. part of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, because it was like what mandarin flavored or something. It, yep, orange. Yeah, yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Nothing remotely fruity about it. Just sugar. Probably no fruit juice <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, zero percent. Yeah. Artificial flavors. On that same note, do you guys remember Squeezits? Yes. Hell yeah, I remember Squeezits. Those were amazing, and there are very similar products that still exist. Like Kool Aid has an exact same. Bottle yeah, look yeah. to it, and uh, I don't know Kool Aid like jammers or some That's, shit. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. But um, I bought some, you know, thinking I want to relive some squeeze it days. No, it's not the same. No, definitely not the same. And there's now that I'm thinking about it, some other drink I remember from like the late '80s, early '90s called Burples. Do you remember those? No, Mm-mm. they Anything were like, like Mondos or whatever. They were in a bottle that would like. That could expand and like a, uh, I can't, like an accordion kind of fashion, you know? Um, But after you drank the the juice out of it, you just had this bottle that you could play with. I don't know what the (laughs) fucking point was, I guess. It was weird. But you could just save space as you were drinking it and just pop it down to be a little bit smaller, I guess. Maybe, I I guess. I I can imagine they wasted a lot of money on that (laughs) motto. Probably why it's not around anymore. Needlessly expensive manufacturing process. Oh my god uh, What about uh, Laszlo Is there any other ones that uh, you, you uh, could think of Not that you need to offer anymore Just I don't want to pass over you without asking uh, Just one quick thing Like I thought about how 
again i'm going more into like the business model sure thinking like uh the mom and pop dvd rental stores yes yeah. yeah. it was to go in and uh it's it's weirdly enough i actually found one in my neighborhood that still functions and is open and i assumed that it was closed they just had that video sign on the wall and i walk in and it's all current movies and no not a single person just the guy behind the counter and it was awful i, I will never go back <laughs> like it just, <laughs> i got one of those it, up at as home too and as it is you're like i don't need this <laughs> i don't know it's so weird i've wanted to go into one up at home just to just to see walk yeah. in and see what what's the what there you know in austin there was a place called vulcan video that was like trying to keep that feel alive but like it was very much uh hipster movie geeks video rental place like they had sections divided up by director like you went in there because you're an asshole and needless to say i went there like every other weekend so goddamn cool and like if they if they couldn't find a proper case for one of their movies they would just like scroll their own it was it was the best hard to explain but just vulcan video keeping the dream alive i feel like there is a uh video store like that here in columbus that uh john orlando said he had interviewed the guy that owned the place or something and i always wanted to listen to that i never did uh catch it i'll have to hit him up find out what episode that was it's the one over on high street down by campus there's a family video I feel like there was it was like a mom pop place. It wasn't like a family video or anything. That's how this one place was. Like I on, used to go all the time, and I probably owe money because <laughs> like on the, I think it was on Morse Road, if I remember. Oh, okay, this one was on High Street. Who knows? Right by campus. There's probably multiple. Who knows? But um, you know that kind of lends to blockbuster video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, being one of those uh, places we lost a ritual. You know, yeah. not just a place, but like. And it's funny because, you know, Laszlo mentions the Ma and Pa video rentals. That's pretty much where my video rental experience always came from as a child, were the small places. Like, you know, I lived in a uh, very small little town, as I've described on the show before, as having a gas station, two pizza joints, three stoplights, and 12 churches. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's great ratio. Not exaggerating either. And, um, we had a, a little pizza joint uh, on one side of town that half of it was a video rental. And it's mm-hmm. one of those places nice. where the inventory never changes. Just occasionally <laughs> get something new, you know, uh, here and there. But um, I love those places. And oh, then when, yeah. as I got a little older and then discovered Blockbuster, I was like, oh, my God, I can rent a whole Nintendo. Yes. <laughs> yep. Well, I, good I remember renting the uh, Virtual Boy. Ooh, I'm sorry. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, that was the that was the and that's first, why I wear glasses. First yeah, right. and last time I uh, no kidding. Speaking of, that's why I wear glasses. I went to I had to go get my license renewed today and mm-hmm. get my tags uh, redone, and I had to take an eye test. I took my glasses off. She's like, "Read me the bottom line." I I just said that I, 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 I can't. Oh, damn. <laughs> and it's uh, just a gray box. Yeah, I, I felt there? I felt old. I felt old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure it'll happen more and more. Yeah. 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 Really. But anyway, blockbuster video yeah. <laughs> stuff. Uh, Hate to see you go. Yeah, wasn't there another like another one like Hollywood video Hollywood too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was another good one. I enjoyed them too. Blockbuster finally, I think they had one store left over, and it was up in Alaska. 
<laughs> but I think they finally ended up closing that oh. one. They were just keeping it Did open. Did they really? Just, yeah, I think. You I know what I had heard? Too long ago. And maybe it was on the show I heard it, or maybe from somebody at work, but that people were writing in there and filling out uh, membership cards so they could get, or forms so they could get a membership card. And I <laughs> was looking eagerly. Yeah, just to have one, just like a. Sure. And uh, I never could find one. But no. if I dug around in the basement in my bullshit, I could probably I could find, find my one. card. Yeah. I know I've got a lot of those old cards down there, like my old Sam Goody replay cards yeah. and shit like that on cue, Suncoast video. Oh. I still have my Blockbuster one on my keychain. Do you really? No, Don't ever leave it. <laughs> Treasure it. Keep it it's now a pop culture artifact. Yeah, Treasure serious. it. Man, every now and then you're looking through like an old secondhand game store or something. You see an N64 cartridge that says property of Blockbuster over the front. A little tear rolls down my eye. I'm like, yeah, those are the good days. I remember getting my very first rental card. It was at a place called Video Star in Bell Fountain, which uh, was as big as a Blockbuster, but I think it was like a you know a lower end chain. Mm. But um, when I got the card, I was all excited to get it. And it wasn't like anything like Blockbuster had where it was like a printed name and shit. Right. <laughs> they quite literally just cut out a piece of paper <laughs> that said Video Star on one side, wrote my name on it, cut out a barcode <laughs> from another piece of paper, laid them together and oh, laminated man. them together like, here's your card, sir. High class. <laughs> Oh, my God. But, you know, it's funny how family video has endured through yeah. all this. And it's funny. I, I used to uh, live two blocks from a family video. Don't you guys live close to one? There's... Don't you have one in Marion? Yeah, it's on the other side of town, but we do have one. I work close to one. But that's... You'd be surprised how busy those places keep. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but they've got like a pornography section, right? So I don't know. Well, I don't know. I think the, they might, the actually. Pops do. I don't know. Or no, family video. Family video. I think they do. I remember I thinking it was weird, like family video, and they're like the only ones that still have adult movies. That well, could have something to do with their success. I think, I think they do because there's always the section with a black curtain that you know there isn't you for go. inventory. Yeah. yeah. And they have the little spindle of black bags and hand sanitizer. Questionable <laughs> well, people coming out from behind them. Probably sometimes. not hand sanitizer, but they probably should. A little broom closet <laughs> that serves double duty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Scruffy's in there taking a nap like checking out porn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Jack, we're back to you. One game that was pretty fun as a kid that they don't do anymore, Lawn Darts. Oh, They yeah. don't make those it's anymore? It's just a full-on weapon. No, I don't even think they make them blunt, so they're not... Yeah, the first time that comes I down on little Timmy and he's just <laughs> impaled into the ground, that's <laughs> it. Recall. Yeah. <laughs> Bad parents. He survived polio, but the lawn darts got him in the end. We never had lawn darts. We had badminton in our backyard. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we had that too. Yeah. It was all lawn right. Lawn darts are cool. Just, yeah. Kids don't play with toys the way they're meant to be played most of the time. No. So. I'm going to throw it up. I won't catch it when it comes yeah. down. <laughs> you will, just not the way you're expecting yeah. to. Yeah. In your jugular. <laughs> you know, I'd kind of like to switch gears and talk about a cartoon that I haven't found a lot of people who remember it, but I used to love it back in the day. It only ran for two seasons on Cartoon Network back when Cartoon Network had cartoons. It was called Megas XLR. I know. I know that show. Yeah? I think I have the whole series at my house. Not nice. Not it's, all right. It's this cartoon about this dude in a new works at a New Jersey junkyard. He's a mechanic. And uh, somehow, I forget exactly, but he comes into possession of the wreckage of some interdimensional guardian robot Gundam-looking thing. 
He replaces the head with an old muscle car, gives it a new paint job, and goes out fighting monsters in it. And it's just the dumbest, most fantastic <laughs> thing in the world. I used to love the hell out of that show. Hmm. But I've never even heard of it. It, it was, what year was it, approximately? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, you don't have to crunch, look it up, just okay. approximately. What would you mm. guess? Early 2000s? Hmm. Very early 2000s. Is it like anime-ish kind of stuff? No, it's it, it's definitely like... In that style? Uh, you know, I guess it's close. It's okay. close. I mean, it was an American show, but hmm. it kind of bordered on that style. It, it looks it, so stupid because it's just a little car. I know. It's, it's the body. best. The animation style kind of reminded me of like early, like the Teen Titans show. Okay. Before it became Teen Titans Go. You know? Right, right, right. Boom, there it is. Oh, yeah, that does not look the least bit <laughs> Shit familiar. Shit <was> awesome. <laughs> Looks like a Transformer wanting, wanting to be Gundam. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like the whole thing. All Good right. times, though. Oh, another thing I have here. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of stupid. I know chili dogs still exist, obviously. They do. <laughs> But um, <laughs> there used to be when I was young, and maybe these still exist, and they have just eluded me somehow. But the, these were hot dogs that, again, were like marketed toward kids, like kind of like a Lunchables commercial would yeah. be. I guess I remember seeing them like on like Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that, where the hot dog was actually injected in the middle with cheese. Oh yeah, and chili. You remember those? Yeah, yeah, they were good. They were amazing. Yes. But I think they were taken off the market because if they were too hot and you bit into it, yeah, you get that hot chili in your yeah. mouth would burn the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, those were amazing. They were so good. And I've <laughs> never been a fan of chili dogs, uh, you know, like Coney dogs or any of that yeah. kind of stuff. But those were amazing. Those were so good. I don't remember those at all. It would have been like the late 80s, I oh, think. Okay. So probably before your time. But um, I was like negative three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were amazing. Where have you gone, Chili Dogs? Wish I knew what the brand was or wish we knew anything about them. Yeah. If anyone knows anything about said Chili Dogs. Kiss brand Man, Chili Dogs. I want one of those now. Those things were so They were so good. good. They were you know, I bet you so could make your own them. at home if you boiled a hot dog and then put some chili and cheese over You'd have to get like a hallowed, like a gauged needle to like take the center oh, of the hot dog and pour the dog. <laughs> I've got one of those needles to inject like butter into turkeys and stuff like that. But with like no space. It's yeah, like but that's just that. it. It's not like a, yeah, it's not like a turkey. Bean in yeah, there. You're going to get a, a hot dog with a tumor in the center. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that thing? It, it would delicious. definitely have to be cored. And then yeah. you'd have to put yeah. little bits of cheese. You wouldn't get a hell of a lot of hot dog. <laughs> and I can't imagine the taste being worth all of but that you know. effort because you know it's not going to taste the same. No. I still remember almost how that tasted all these all these years later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nuts. Remember the uh, McDLT? No, it's sounds back familiar. Mid eighties, George Costanza sang in the commercial for it. <laughs> oh boy, McDLT? Yeah, it was. What's the D? I don't know how, what it stood for because it never made sense, but it was. McDonald's, when they used to have the styrofoam containers, half of it would be a bun and the the meat patty, and the other half was going to be your other bun and lettuce, tomato. Oh, yeah, toppings, you had to, it like, assemble it yourself. Yeah, I was going to keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold. That was their <laughs> huge thing. Okay. But, yeah, they didn't. So was that the only gimmick to it? Was was it just yeah, a, was a, a burger? hamburger with extra steps. I, I want to know yeah, what the, exactly. what the D stands for. DLT. What could it be? I don't remember. Dude, I, I remember when 
Taco Bell was doing those Doritos shell tacos, which I actually kind of enjoyed. I love those I, things. Yeah, I got to admit, those are tasty. There's a sign by my apartment that said, DLTs are here. Before I knew what the fuck they were talking about, every time I drive by, I'm like, what are they sell? Dick, lettuce, and tomato? What is the D? <laughs> Yeah, just what pissed I, me I, off. It's still kind of bugging me. I don't know. No, yeah, you should watch that commercial though. The D Jason stands Alexander for is hilarious. I will. I, I feel like maybe at one point I knew he was in a commercial. I don't know that I've ever seen it though. I'll have to check it it's out. Probably his first commercial acting oh, job. God help him. <laughs> oh God, I was so bad. Good old eighties. Oh my God. Yeah, there were some ups and downs, weren't there? Ups <laughs> and downs. All right. Uh, any other offerings to this? Uh, you know what? I was kind of avoiding this one because it seemed like such an obvious answer. Mm-hmm. But Invader Zim, any of you guys ever fan of the show? No. It came and went, and I heard a lot about it. I know it's supposed to be coming back, though. I, I remember watching it when it first came out, like kind of getting in on the ground floor, and I loved it before it became like Hot Topic's flagship Those that thing. saw it loved it. Yeah, huge. yeah, I was way down. But it only got like a season and an episode or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it got canceled after the first episode of the second season, and then yet, like, there was some DVD release, but, like, that was it. Great goddamn show. Had all kinds of great names, like Arlie Army, a couple of guys from Kids in the Hall, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Bunch of people involved in it, and it was... Ah, dude. They brought it back in a comic a couple of years ago. Maybe that's where they were bringing yeah. it back, not the, the TV show, but I thought they were bringing the TV show back, too. Yeah, but it was... Hmm. It was uh, I don't know, ahead of its time is it such a cliche, but it was in the sense that it was really graphic and brutal Yeah, <laughs> in a time when that was less in fashion, you know? It's kind of mm. like Rocco's Modern Life and mm. Samurai Jack mixed together. The a little animation. bit of, you remember Billy and Mandy? Yeah. No. That show was going to be a shame. Same voice World actor death. for Billy and Zim, if I remember correctly. Was it? Yeah. I always forget a lot his name, of names. So. I yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Suffice to say, great show taken before its time. Probably not. I mean, for good reason. The guy running the whole operation should not have been making a children's show to start <laughs> with. But whatever, you know, who might have judge? I feel like uh, Jeff used to like invade. He knows Zim. it. Yeah, he used to talk yeah. about that quite a bit when he was on the show. Very good though. Thanks. I've heard it's a good show. It is. It's. I've rewatched it a few <clears> times just for S and G, and it holds up really well. Actually. Very good. Any other offerings? I think I'm tapped out. Yep. All right. All right. Well, with that, let's turn our attention over to Laszlo and talk about The Observatory. This is a Caliber Presents Volume 4 uh, anthology, which this is a horror anthology. And uh, Laszlo, I want to thank you again for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. And I love the way you described this comic as Lovecraft in the Twilight Zone had a messed up baby. Mm. I'm sold. Yep. <laughs> So can you uh, tell the listeners about The Observatory? Uh, Sure, let me try. Uh, The Observatory is an anthology, and it collects one-page-long twisted horror short stories in comic book form. And uh, they originally appeared as a webcomic between 2014 and 2017. Really, the concept was just to do really as bizarre, crazy, really in that Twilight Zone kind of way stories and eventually we decided to collect them together into a book so we put a nice little framing story around it and that's where kind of the Lovecraftian element came in and uh, honestly that's it It I think it's just really I like to emphasize like it's just a strange comic book a strange creepy book and you know we've said it a million times before 
anything anthology. There's, mm-hmm. there's something special about a story that hits you quick and then fades out, you know. But what stands out to me about this one, and Laszlo, collect, uh, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but what it appears to be is, you know, you, you have all these different artists and you have all these different uh, little horror stories. But if you pay attention to them, it seems like they all root back to one story. For instance, uh, you know, there's a, a woman found dead in her apartment that, of uh, you know, died of spontaneous combustion. No reason for a fire to have started. She's just burnt out from the core and you see uh in the cabinet behind her there like world's hot world's hottest hot sauce and then it (laughs) says uh from the observatory on the bottom there's a then there's another one that talks about the uh, Mm. the perfect pop tune being created that a single so catchy it would be stuck in your head forever and it'll eventually drive you to insanity and from Observatory Records. Yeah. So, you know, you have all these little uh, tidbits that appear to me to be feeding into this bigger story. Am I correct in assuming that? It It's more like Easter eggs. And there's, when you collect them together, they they seem more obvious. But I think it was mostly just, honestly, the artists having fun and putting in the little Observatory logos in the background as products. I see. Even so, yeah, that just makes it fun of... being able to have one thing bringing everything all together. Yeah, it's got yeah. kind of like that SCP foundation, like here's the overarching angle mm-hmm. and all the little fun things. I just came it. off watching Haunting a Hill House, so I've been <laughs> trained to everything be is looking. Interconnected. Yeah, trained to look for clues <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> there is no coincidence. Oh, man. But um, So tell us about the artists that are involved involved in this project. Yes, I think altogether there are 18 artists in the book. And it's really all because the book wasn't designed to be a book, although I think it worked out great. Uh, It was meant to be a webcomic. So the more artists worked on it, the easier it was to keep the weekly schedule. And also it was nice to have all these different visual styles. I think it's a really beautiful, colorful book, although it's black and white if you read the print edition, but the look of it is just really diverse and, yeah, uh, fantastic artists. Uh, I wish we had time to talk about each of them individually, but, yeah, there are, like, Branko Jovanovic is uh, an artist who uh, was one of the first ones to come on board and his his style really defined what people perceived observatory to be. Honestly, he just made it so easy for me to recruit other people because he, his work is just really beautiful. Yeah, uh, Lo Starno, uh, I think he's he lives in France. Uh, wow. Yeah, I guess that's one thing I can say. Like, uh, I think we have, I don't know, at least ten different countries are represented in the book too. Like, from four continents, all kinds of backgrounds, really. Just, you know, a comic book you could only make in the age of the internet. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And we've seen other projects kind of like that uh, come through the show before. And it's always cool to see what different cultures bring to a genre, Mm -hmm. especially horror, where fears are are so universal, but at the same time can be so specific to a region or a mentality. It's it's nice to have that kind of sampler platter, you know, what scares the world. So where are the best places that people can check this out? I know this is a uh, Caliber title, correct? So I know CaliberComics.com would probably be a good place. 
Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, we are on Amazon, and I, I always say the best place to get it is uh, if you're a comic book fan, you should have your local comic book store. Hopefully you have a pull list, so they pre-order your comics for you, and just let them know you would like this title, and that that's the best way to buy it. But if you go to my website, uh, which is laslotamashvi.com, there's a link to some archives, so you can check it out. Uh, not the whole thing, but several pages you can check out for free and see if it's something you would like. I think you will. If you're into horror, Indeed. you'll definitely enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a gorgeous book, and I just love how uh, you just keep jumping between these uh, different art styles. I, I don't know. I'm a fool for that. I'm always down. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you don't like one, keep flipping because you'll <clears throat> find right. something you'll like. <laughs> right. Somewhere you're bound to. <laughs> And uh, lastly, you also have your uh, personal website, correct? That's uh, laszlotomoshvi.com? Yes, that's correct. Awesome. And uh, for people at home who want to check that out, that's L-A-S-Z-L-O-T-A-M-A-S-F-I.com. And uh, we'll have links to that on Twitter as uh, well, linking to your uh, Twitter account. And I uh, just want to thank you so much, Laszlo, for being here and sharing your project with us. Thank you for having me on. I, I love the show, so thank you. Love hearing that. (laughs) Thanks again. Okay, before we move on now, gentlemen, we have got another package from Adult Swim here. Oh, boy. For a new show that's going to be debuting here uh, December 9th, premiering at midnight. All these premieres happen at midnight, typically. Oh, shucks. Yeah. It's a pattern of some sort. Hmm. (laughs) Called The Shivering Truth. And, you know, I really know nothing about it other than this haunting postcard in this flip book they sent along. So I'm going to pass these things around the table. And, um, Jake, I would encourage after this wow. has been passed around the table, you get some uh, like uh, video footage on your phone yeah. of it and then put it on Insta- Instagram so people can see, and on Twitter for that matter. I don't know entirely what it is I'm looking at, but I know for a fact I'm into it. It looks like the same kind of like puppet work that our Christmas classics are done in. Yeah, kind of like the yeah. Rudolph, Santa Claus is coming to town, little drummer boy, um, that kind of stuff. I wonder if it's going to be a bunch of little shorts, like robot chicken type thing. It could be. Stuff that you see in the video. Or in the, a little it could be. Here. A little I'll check that out. Heavier. But isn't it's haunting though, right? Yeah, it definitely. Especially the doll with the sucker. Oh, jeez. Yeah. This kind of animation used to scare the hell out of me when I was younger. And there's reason to think oh, that this Jesus one will. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy hell. Yeah. What are you trying to do to me? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Let me... I'm, I'm going to record that yeah. as best I can. <laughs> I don't know how to work Flipbook. What the hell? That's going to cause some sleepless Disturbing, nights. Disturbing, right? <laughs> Describe what you guys are seeing for the listeners. Uh, it looked like a young girl aging so rapidly that she just... Deteriorates yeah, in front of you. Yeah, just watching her wither away, Ooh. which is horrific. And then another child building a castle out of what may be sand or... Or his skin. Gathered human... Yeah, that's what it leavings. looks like. Leavings, it's... Dude, <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah, it is. It's disturbing. He's piling it on his arm, and then all of a sudden, it starts growing into a like a church or something. Yeah, like engulfs him to where it's just the building yeah. sitting there. I love it. <laughs> well, anyway, Jake's going to have posted what these flipbooks actually are doing on our uh, Instagram and Twitter, so uh, you can be sure to check them out there and put them on Facebook too. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah, everyone can see them. But uh, yeah, and check out this show again. The the Shivering Truth. I'm gonna set the DVR. I'm Dude. beyond curious about this. I, I have the know. same kind of curiosity that when they sent us stuff for a. Uh, uh, Neon Joe, you know, like I had no <laughs> yeah. idea what to expect, and I got that comic book, and, and then it changed our entire oh, vernacular my, for my, like three months. Yeah. My first view of it was so different from what it actually ended up being. So it's probably going to be the same case with this. Oh. Knowing adults, hey, uh, apologies to our families after the uh, Neon Joe viewing there because we were probably insufferable for a long time after. Oh that. yeah, all the hemp's we were doing, dude. It's the same way when Steve Brohl comes around. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm surprised any of us can maintain a relationship of any kind. Of <laughs> yes, it's... Yeah, they yeah, just have to sure. accept it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they just They're have so to resigned. It. That's how you know whose uh, relationship were they. <laughs> uh, Adult Swim has left their stamp on us as they Indeed. have so many others. So once again, The Shivering Truth, December 9th at midnight on Adult Swim. Set your DVRs. Do not miss it. They basically own us at this point. Yeah. I think we're and I'm fine with that. Yeah. If yeah. Adult Swim wants to own us, well, by God, put the shackles on right now. Indeed. <laughs> and now returning to the show, the creator of the Netflix original series, The Toys That Made Us. And boy, what a fun show that has oh, been. Yes. And the creator of the upcoming show, Thanks. Discontinued, premiering on The CW, December 16th at 930. We welcome back Brian Volkweis. Brian, thank you so much for being back with us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, happy holiday season to you. How have the seasons been to you? Are you ready for Christmas? Yes. Yes, I, I certainly am. <laughs> to put it mildly, yes. <laughs> to put it mildly. I'm almost there myself. What about you guys? Uh, it's adapt or die. Yeah. Christmas is coming either way, so you just have to force it. Yeah, isn't that the truth? And I, I wanted to ask, being that you're a toy collector, any uh, an insane requests on your Christmas list toy-wise? Oh, you're, 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 it's so funny. If you had asked me a year ago what I would have defined as, here's what I always say. The worst thing that can happen to a toy collector is you sell and have to produce a show about toys because uh, my collecting <laughs> habits uh, have gotten – before Toys That Made Us came out – I don't think I'd ever spent more than 500 bucks on an individual toy. Uh, and needless to say, that number is uh, exponentially higher now. So the word uh, crazy uh, has all new meaning, as my, uh, as my wife could tell you. Man, I'd, I'd love to see your collection. There's got to be some incredible oh, yeah. things mm. in there. But uh, let's hear about this show, Discontinued, again, premiering on The CW December 16th. It appears to be somewhat of a, uh, a shoot-off, if you will, of Toys That Made Us. Can you tell us and the listeners a little about the show? Yeah, um, I wouldn't call it like a shoot-off, but I mean, it is, again, in the, the pop culture space, so that is very much true. Um, and what the show is really about is I have always found it really interesting that um, – you know, a company can spend so much time and so much money um, getting itself into the popular um, zeitgeist, I believe is the word. If I if I got that wrong, I apologize. I don't use a lot of words uh, with a Z. Um, but uh, it, it's just when you... Like, you know, a company like Toys R Us, for example, or let's stay away from toys for this one. Let's do Blockbuster. You know, Blockbuster was around for 30 years. And for 30 years, or almost 30 years, 
And for almost 30 years, you have a company that has hundreds of millions of people coming in every day. They spend all this money on marketing every day for almost three decades. And then one day they're gone. You can't go in anymore. You can't rent anymore. And I've always found it so interesting that for, say, 28 years, Blockbuster worked, and then all of a sudden one day it was gone. And what we tried to do was we tried to find really cool products or experiences or companies that really penetrated the the popular mindset. And, you know, people would put their names into song lyrics or, you know, it just really became a part of our culture. And we wanted to do a a big dive into those products or those places or those things and do it in such a way that, you know, if you're an old guy like me, you remember it and maybe you forgot about it or maybe there's just stuff you didn't know about it. But if you're a younger person who never had a speak and spell or never had a power glove, like it's cool to look at and see how, you know, the speak and spell is an example. You know, my little kids, you know, they all have their own iPad. But And I wouldn't say the iPad was based on the speaking spell. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> but when I was a kid, that that was what we were lugging around. Like, I remember being little in a room with two other dudes, and we, all three of us had our own speaking spells. So and now I look at my family, and the two of my three kids, the other one's too small, can't even walk, can't even talk, so he doesn't need an iPad. But, like, it's the same thing. It's just something being different held in people's hands to the point where if we're doing a, a very special edition of Discontinued in 15 years, we might be doing the iPad. Wow, that's crazy to think about. It's yeah, very yeah. true. At the rate technology goes, it's not so far-fetched. Yeah. It's awesome to think that, you know, you mentioned Blockbuster earlier, something like Blockbuster at its core is just a business making money. You know what I mean? Mm, But how something as simple as that can leave such an impression on pop culture, and now there is something to pay tribute uh, to that stamp that has been left. I'm I'm so excited for this show. I can't even begin to tell you. And uh, it looks like it's going to have a much different feel than from the toys that made us is where you uh, you have host uh, Andre Meadows, the black nerd uh, hosting it. And from what I saw in the poster, it looks like uh, it reminded me of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, big yeah. warehouse full of uh, <laughs> chests. Uh, yeah, well, that uh, I mean was certainly coincidental, um, but uh, yeah, no, it um, the whole idea of the show um, basic, basically was you know Andre, I've never worked with a better host. I mean, he he came in, he dug in, he he understood everything, he did his research before we shot, um, he contributed a lot of great thoughts, and his his energy is great. And I don't know how much on-camera work like this Andre has done, but and I don't think he's done too much. I think he's done a lot of his own stuff and YouTube stuff. Sure. But, like, at the end of the first day, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it's like he's been doing this for 100 years. So uh, he, he, he is a natural, uh, and we were very lucky uh, that we got him. Very, very lucky. 
I've always enjoyed his videos, yeah. and he mm-hmm. does have a level of energy that... Uh, it's all about enthusiasm. Makes me envious, almost. I mean, yeah. this guy summons <laughs> so much energy to in his videos. To feel a fraction and, of that passion. Yeah, <laughs> and that's important, because it, it rubs off onto the onto the yeah. viewer, for sure. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And he also has the knowledge to back up his enthusiasm, which is what's... You know, it's one thing to be enthusiastic, but if you don't know the details, I feel that comes off as phony. The great thing about Andre is he's got the background, he has his taste, the things he likes and dislikes, and when he's being enthusiastic, you can trust him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it seems so often you get an expert on a subject, they tend to get a little jaded about it, too. You know, some of the light <laughs> dies in their eyes, but not so with them. You know, it's, it's good to see someone who still enjoys it just as much. Yes. No, that is definitely Andre. So as far as what we're going to be seeing topical, you know, topic wise on this uh, show, I mean, you kind of already mentioned Blockbuster and uh, Speak and Spell. Are these upcoming things that will be addressed or can you give us any insight as to what uh, will be some of the first topics explored? I don't want to give away everything, but mm-hmm. we are definitely covering Blockbuster. We're definitely covering Speak and Spell. There might be a little dog uh, named Gidget that uh, we uh, we may or may not uh, dive into from the uh, the Taco Bell fame. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, one of my favorite things that we covered, which I've always been so fascinated by, uh, was the hum the Hummer. Um, when I first got to L.A., I was uh, with a whole bunch of friends of mine, and all of a sudden. There was like you could tell the energy had changed. We're outside, like at a like the behind a school, and uh, all of a sudden I turn around. There's Schwarzenegger at a stop sign, and he was the only person alive who had a Humvee at that time. I remember. And uh, we all started waving, and we were like Arnold, Arnold, Arnold. He rolls down the window, and I never remember the name of the movie. It may have been End of Days. I'm the biggest Arnold fan ever, but he had this like zone of three movies that were all not so good, like Eraser. It was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was like a Sunday morning, and I was like, uh, Arnold, I saw End of Days two nights ago. And he looks at me and he goes, see it again. <laughs> so because of that, I have always been infatuated with him because he's Arnold. Um, oh, yeah. But I've always been so I've always followed the uh, the rise and fall of uh, hum, uh, of Hummer, uh, and we definitely uh, did a deep dive uh, into the, uh, the the very brief bright flame uh, that got blown out of uh, of, of Hummer. Awesome. Yeah, and he was actually driving like the military grade Hummer, right? Yeah, it wasn't like it was, the H two. He was the H one. Yeah, no, oh, he 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 had the H one. Yeah, which I mean, now that I the cool thing about being a TV producer is you get to do these mini deep dives into subjects, and then you. you so I had like a I had like a master's degree now in, in Humvee history. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, it, he he definitely had an H one, and that car was ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a big Arnold fan myself, and as any listener of this show knows, one of my favorite movies, oh, yeah. Last Action Hero mm-hmm. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Love that movie. Do you? Okay, I'm... <laughs> I'm not alone. By the way, not only do I love that movie, uh, it, we took a clip from that movie, and it's in the episode. One of my favorite oh. Arnold lines of all time, where he goes, uh, to be or not to be. Yes. 
not to be. And then he blows up the castle. <laughs> I, since I saw that movie when I was a kid, I always loved that line. And I've always loved that movie. I know it's a huge bomb, but yes. I've always loved that. The first time I saw it, I loved it. I saw it about a year ago. I still loved it. It's the greatest reaction to I'll Be Back of any movie. Well, no, the best one is Running Man. But the second best reaction to I'll Be Back is in um, uh, Last Action Hero. Yes. My, what a little gem of a movie yeah. that is. I don't know why it speaks it's to something me the way it does. It's something special about it. And it had so much going against it. I think it would have done better, but it was released like uh, the same weekend as Jurassic Park, like on the Sunday <laughs> following. Too, so yeah. like, what? Might for death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, as you know, we have the first episode of Discontinued, again, premiering on the CW uh, December 16th. Is uh, this the start of a full season? How many episodes can we expect? It's what Hollywood calls a backdoor pilot. And the best example I can cite of a backdoor pilot uh, is the reimagined back, uh, Battlestar Galactica reboot. Um, so basically, the way it works is, if it does well, they'll order more. And if it doesn't do well... There probably won't be more. Oh, I see. Well, we're going to do everything show in our power itself. to promote it. Yeah, <laughs> this is a show that has to go on. I mean, we're uh, we're discussing things in this episode. Uh, you know, before we got to talk here with Brian about things we wish were still in circulation, things that have been gone. Like uh, one thing that comes to mind for me: Showbiz Pizza Place. You guys remember that mm, place? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would, that'd be awesome to see some research on yeah. But anyway, just putting some bugs in your ear there, Brian. <laughs> so as uh, really quick before we cut you loose, I would uh, hate myself if I didn't ask, how soon can we expect that next season of The Toys That Made Us? I am itching. We are locking the episodes uh, like last week and this week. And then uh, long story short, I think my guess, and I really don't know yet, um, but my guess is somewhere between March and May, uh, will season three will come. Nice. We'll be there. Yep. Coming but up. I will also yeah. say this, because I don't want you to be mad at me later. Um, <laughs> and I also I don't want you to be mad at me now that I'm not going into more detail. But we oh, do no. have a surprise that we will be announcing soon um, as it relates to the toys that made us. So uh, uh, be aware. Be advised. Get excited. I already am. Yeah. I can't freaking wait. Like when the, when the last <laughs> season of the toys that made us dropped, I typically don't dominate the TV, but that's when I do. I'm like, okay, clear your clear plans. The schedule. Watch what you need to watch because I'm getting some serious TV time <laughs> in now. So I uh, can't I wait to, that. for that next season. And again, cannot wait for discontinued. Oh, so yeah. Brian, happy holidays to you. And again, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us today. Happy holidays to all of you, and uh, thank you guys for your time. All right, so once again, Discontinued, going to be on uh, CW December 16th. Uh, set your DVRs as if I haven't said it a million times already. <laughs> it ought to be in, stamped uh, right in the front of your mind there. Do not forget to uh, check that out. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. I think it will. And a big uh, thank you to Brian for coming back on the show to talk about that. I love that he takes time to uh, humor us podcast folk <laughs> over here. Fellow toy the collector. Low people. Yes, yes. It's awesome to talk. To actually finally get some fellow toy people yeah, on the yeah. show, you know? <laughs> Making one of the best toy shows there is. I love it. Makes I love me feel it. normal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to check out The Shivering Truth again on Adult Swim, December 9th at midnight. Set the DVRs for that. Looks disturbing again, uh, I, yeah. and I hope it kind of is. I'm, But you never know what you're going to get Dude, with Adult Swim. It's, no. 
You never do, and it's Better always the dice on this it's one. It's always a pleasant <laughs> surprise, typically. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, don't forget to check out the uh, Caliber Presents Volume 4, The Observatory, that Laszlo Tomashvi brought uh, earlier in the episode. I want to thank him again for coming on to the episode. We had a lot of fun with him. Hopefully we can get him back on in the yeah. future. But, uh, yeah, once again, his website, L-A-S-Z-L-O-T-A-M-A-S-F-I.com. Check him out there and on Caliber Comics. They have so many other great titles on there as well. Check them out while you're there. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to CanAirPodcast.com. Check out our special guests. Follow us on all our social media. Check out some of our YouTube page. Uh, get some merch. Become a patron. And if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And don't forget, on Facebook and Twitter, we are at CannedAirPod. And on Instagram, we are at Canned underscore Air. And do please check out our Patreon, where we've got all kinds of cool stuff, including an entire exclusive show to share with you, if you're willing to share a little bit with us, if you know what I'm talking about. Money, not sexual favors. Don't worry. Well, me, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we've amended the deal. <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to check out our other show, What If. Go to whatifpod.com. Find us on Twitter at What If Series, and we're on Facebook. All the powers that be, all the pod players that be, we should be on. Yep. We also have a Patreon for our What If show, and if you uh, sign up for that Patreon, every other week you'll get a new episode there. We release a free one every other week, and then every other opposite week you'll get the another episode if you're a backer. So at $5 a month, your What If experience becomes a weekly one. And I think it's uh, been a great show. We've got what, agree. five free episodes out yeah, now, yeah. so uh, lots of uh, lot of room to make judgment there. I think, whether <laughs> yeah. good or bad. If you don't like it, five episodes in, then okay, we try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you do, just know there's a whole another catalog waiting Indeed. on you on the other side. But uh, it's just a good show. We hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know what you think of that. Blah, 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 blah. What else? Anything, guys? Is I that think it? that covers it. That's it. I think that's it for this week. So, uh, again, want to thank our guests, uh, Laszlo Tomashvi and Brian Volkweiss. And until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's one thing to break a window, but it's another to blame Simple Billy. You should be inside listening to the Candare podcast. What about the window? I guess you shouldn't have broke it. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Jake, what do we have? Or goddamn, I don't know, Jake. What's on the website? Uh, the, uh, the episodes <laughs> and Jack. What do we have on the websites? Go to Candare. Go to Candare Podcast. <laughs> Jake, what do we have on the website? Go to Candare Podcast. <laughs> go Jack, to- let me start it again. <laughs> <coughs> we have an outro. Yep. Don't you know that you're a grown up?
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right.